Bimjean, 100-month-old bourbon. First thing you do with bourbon is you take a look and you see if it's clear. You can't see if it's clear if a cut crystal glass. This is, this is, this is a nice glass. Uh, then you test the nose. After you test the nose, you have a little sippy poo. After you have one little sippy poo, <laughs> you gotta have two sippy poos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just starting this uh, episode of Big Mouth Small Words off with a little James Leahy liquor stories. If you've never seen Trailer Park Boys or you've never seen James Leahy liquor stories, you need to just go on YouTube and figure it out. Go on Netflix, figure it out, because it's hilarious. <laughs> it actually gives me a good idea. I'll probably talk about some liquors at some point. Um, but that has nothing to do with sports. I'm off topic. I gotta get back. I gotta get it going. So when last we talked, I went over the entire AFC. I told you what was going to happen. I predicted of who would do what. I gave you the AFC standings. I, I told you everything you need to know. So go to Vegas, place your bets. You're all set. You're welcome. I gave you spoilers. Everything's great. But don't think I forgot about the NFC because I didn't. We're about to get into that right about now. So let's start with the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, the somehow defending Super Bowl champions. Ridiculous. A lot of people are super high on them. Not super high on them. I don't think they're a lock for anything. I don't think in the NFL there's such a thing as a lock. Um, But not many teams have a better quarterback situation than the Eagles. And honestly, I think that's enough to win the NFC East division. I don't think the NFC East division is that great. Thanks to Carson Wentz's rookie deal, they're able to spend money on key veterans. This is their championship window. I mean, I I like what they what they got going on. I don't think they're like stellar at anything, but I think they're good enough. This is their championship window. They already got one. I think that's the only one they're getting, but I would say the uh, Eagles are going to go about 11-5. and five. They're winning the division only because it sucks and they might make a little noise in the playoffs but the nfc is so stacked they probably won't even get out of the first round so that's the eagles we'll go to the washington redskins interesting team a little interesting team kirk cousins did work last year not many people give him his due his offensive line got him sacked 41 times. <laughs> His best pass catcher missed most of the season with a hamstring injury. The defense was 27th in scoring. It was the worst in the league against the run. And somehow Kirk Cousins led Washington to a 7-9 record. Washington has its health now. They've added some help on D. They picked up a solid long-term quarterback in Alex Smith to replace Cousins. I think that they can be good in the future. But the future ain't now. I don't see them being any better than last year, so I'll give them six and ten. Maybe they can get back to seven and nine, but they're not going to have a great year. I don't, I don't see them doing much. So I'll go six and ten for the Skins. Move along to the New York Giants. Okay, so the New York Giants. What do I got here? Oh, they have absolutely no pass rush. Last year, the Giants were 31st in passing yards allowed and last in passing touchdowns allowed. 
Uh, thanks in part to no pass rush. They, I don't see them doing much. I mean, they lost Jason Pierre-Paul to Tampa. I think they're going to be worse. They've got Eli Manning. They've got a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. So the offense should take care of itself. They got Shaquan Barkley as a running back, but they can't contend. They just don't have enough. Their D is so bad. I'm going to say they're uh, less than stellar 7-9. and 7-9 and nine for the New York Giants. That's going to be hard for them to make noise, man. Like, I don't think they're going to do much. Move along to the America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, the, this division's so bad. They let go of Dez, which is fine because he's not the same guy as he used to be. But the problem is they didn't replace him. Like, Jason Winton retires. Who's Dak? Who's Dak's best option now? Cole Beasley? Like, Ezekiel Elliott should play the whole slate rather than sitting out six games. They went 3-3 three and three without him. I, I mean, I like a little bit of the draft. Like, Leighton Vander. He's going to fit in perfectly with the Cowboys. Maybe Alan Hearns can step up? Maybe? Eh? I'm not banking on it. I don't think they, they... I mean, he might be all right, but how good can Dallas really be? They're definitely going to have to run the ball, but they just don't have the pass-catching group to get them into the postseason, especially in the NFC. If they were an AFC team, maybe they could sneak into something, but not a chance here. I'm going to say they go 8-8. Eight and eight. Rough year for Dallas, but that's what happens, man. The NFC is stacked now. How about we go to the NFC North? This division is stacked, much like many of the divisions in the NFC, but this one is very stacked. I'm going to start off with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are about as well-built as any team in the league, in my opinion. Their top-ranked defense from a year ago got even better in the offseason with the addition of Sheldon Richardson. I mean, the rookie corner Mike Hughes... Following a career year from Case Keenum, the offense got a quarterback in Kirk Cousins who I just raved about when I was telling you about how Alex Smith is not going to replace him. I think Kirk Cousins can get them over the hump. Minnesota's getting Dalvin Cook back. He looked fantastic before he hurt himself. I mean, the interior offensive line is probably the only question in Minnesota, but there's a lot to like about these guys. I, I was struggling back and forth with what I thought I was going to give them. I went back and forth between 13 and 3 and 12 and 4. And I'm going to go with 12 and 4. But man, that could be Yeah, we're going 12 and 4 for the Minnesota Vikings. And here's the reason why I went 12 and 4 with the Minnesota Vikings. The next team is the Green Bay Packers. As long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, don't we kind of all know what's going to happen here? The Packers are going to reach the playoffs. The eight-year streak was snapped last season when Rodgers' collarbone broke, but he is back this year. He has a beautiful new contract, and he's got some new toys on offense, man. I mean, he finally has a legitimate number one tight end in Jimmy Graham. He's got a great blocker at the position in Mercedes Lewis. I mean, adding Mo Wilkerson to the defensive line, strengthening the defensive backfield in the draft. 
the Packers are going back to the playoffs easy as long as Rodgers doesn't go down. And I also have them much like the Vikings at 12-4. and But I'm thinking that the Packers are going to beat out the Purple People Eaters with a tiebreaker, and I think they're taking this division. So in my opinion, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, this is their division to have, but not by much. Which now leads me to a team that I feel like is good, but they're just in a rough spot. The Detroit Lions, okay? It's hard to be sure about the Lions. It really is. I like the team, but they're in a rough division, man. They got to deal with the Vikings and the Packers. Matt Stafford's played at a high level the last two seasons. They went 9-7. and seven. That's not horrible, man. The receiving group got better. Their defense a year ago should definitely improve immediately under the former Patriots defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. But, I mean, the Lions are clearly the third best team in this division, and that's rough for them, man. I gotta even though they got a little better I have to put them back a little bit I'm giving them 8-8 eight and eight. I don't feel amazing about it but I think I'm dead on it's rough for you guys Lions fans I'm sorry man you guys are pretty good I, I wish you guys could could get over that hump but we'll see what happens I got the Lions going 8-8 eight eight. which brings me to the last team in the division the Dub Bears Chicago Bears, all right? The Bears got better at crucial positions that they had to get better or else they were screwed. Chicago brought in Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton. They're helping their second-year quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, who looked pretty good last year. The offensive line took a big hit losing, losing their guard, Josh Sitton, on the defensive end. But, I mean... Well, no, as far as defense, they've improved, actually. They got Rohan Smith at linebacker. Eh, they need to be better at pass rush, but Khalil Mack's going to help that. I'll tell you that right now. It may take one or two more years for me to start believing in these guys, but I'm, I see six. It's, it's another thing with the Lions. Like, they're just in a rough division. I'm going to say six and ten for the Bears. Not, not the worst. And I'm telling you, like in the future, probably be better, but six and ten for the Bears now. We move along to the NFC West. This division used to be very good, but now that's eh, no, okay. It's not amazing, but let me start it off with the Rams. The good old LA Rams. I think this might end up being the best record in football even over the Patriots even over the Packers even over all these teams the Rams are about to bust <laughs> and not in a bad way <laughs> and Dominican Sue is on the same defensive line as Aaron Donald Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib are in the same secondary Brandon Cooks is going to add crazy speed to the offense he's more versatile than people give him credit for and they have Todd Gurley the Rams are building a monster, and I'm going to tell you right now, the fact that they lost in the wild card last year and took an early exit is only adding fuel to the fire for this 2018 campaign. I have them going 13-3. and three. I do. Not a lot of people agree with me. I know 13-3 and three is 
is really freaking good. But they're good in every aspect. I don't see a lot of... And they could absolutely choke in the playoffs. But as as far as the regular season goes, I see them going 13-3. I see them dominating this division. And I see them getting it going. Now, that's going to bring me to the San Francisco 49ers. No team that missed the playoffs last year should feel better about where it's at in 2018 other than the San Francisco 49ers. They went 5-0 and with Jimmy G. They got three of those wins against playoff-bound teams. They added Richard Sherman. I mean, it would have been... They added Jarek McKinnon, too, who went down for the year with an ACL, but the future is still bright for this team. I would say the 49ers most certainly got better. Anytime you get a franchise quarterback, you got a lot better. I want to say... I'm going to say they're getting 10 wins this season. And that would be the best that San Fran's had since 2013. Problem is, I don't see 10 wins getting you a playoff spot in the NFC. I'm putting them at 10 and 6. They should be damn happy about that, but they're going to be real upset when they're on the outside looking at the end of the year. So 10 and 6 for the 49ers, but they're, they're on their way. They'll figure it out. Seattle Seahawks. Ooh, God. The Seahawks as we knew them, I don't think they are anymore. Um, As great as Russell Wilson is, which I think he is, he definitely plays around too much, but he's good. There's just not enough around him, man. Seattle is heading to their first losing record under Wilson. I don't. The Seahawks had to go out in free agency this offseason and get, like, real talent. And what I saw them get was Jerron Brown, an aging Brandon Marshall who didn't do anything, and uh, Marquise Alexander. Spin the wheel of gutless bums. The Legion of Boom is done. I'm thinking 7-9 Pride is back. The only problem is they don't have a young Marshawn Lynch, so they're screwed. 7-9 for the Legion of the Legion of Bums is what I'm going to call them now. Um, then the Arizona Cardinals... No need to dress this up. Uh, they're going 4-12. and 12. They're just... 4-12 seems to be my answer for teams that I don't think are that great. <laughs> I've noticed that as I've been going over it. But uh, the Cardinals, listen. Josh Rosen, I like him. Good pick. But they have Sam Bradford now. So they're meh with a side of... Eh. I feel bad for my boy Fitzy. He deserves better. But he ain't going to get better. They're going 4-12. and 12. Sorry, Cardinals. And now we're going to go to the immensely stacked NFC South. Maybe the best division in football. Am I going to start out at the top or am I going to start out at the bottom? I'm going to start out at the top. The New Orleans Saints give Drew Brees a defense that is not miserable as all hell. And the Saints will usually get to the playoffs. At least that's been the case the six times the New Orleans Saints have gone to the playoffs under Sean Payton. When the Saints have a scoring defense in the top 20, the team reaches the postseason. That's going to happen this year. Cam Jordan gets to rush the passer. They got rookie Marcus Davenport, who is fantastic. New Orleans has depth at linebacker. And the secondary looks pretty mint. They re-signed Defensive Rookie of the Year, Marshawn Lattimore. 
obviously, you know, with their offense, you got Kamara, you got Ingram will be back after suspension. No one should have any doubts about the offense is what I'm saying, doing their job. The Saints are going to come marching in with a 12 and four record. And they're taking this division. And this division is stacked. So I'm giving the Saints this division. I'm going to go right over now to the Atlanta Falcons, who are good enough, absolutely good enough to win the division. I just think the Saints have a little bit more. When the Falcons go into 11 personnel, there may be no more lethal offense in 2018, honestly. You've got former NFL MVP Matt Ryan. You've got the running backs, Devontae Freeman. You've got... Tevin Coleman, you've got Austin Hooper, you've got Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley at his disposal. And listen, Calvin Ridley's no joke. I wanted the Patriots to pick him up, but they didn't. What are you going to do? Not many teams can match up with that weaponry. And Atlanta, listen, they believe in themselves. And honestly, last year, they should have beat the Eagles. They should have been in a better position. The Falcons are right now in the middle of their championship window. I'm saying they go 12-4. and I'm saying they're going to have to have a wild card because the Saints are taking this division. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that they can make noise in the playoffs. They, at any point, can go to the Super Bowl. Like, they, they blew it against the Pats. And last year, in my opinion, they blew it against the Eagles. They had that game. The Falcons can absolutely make noise in the playoffs. They're going 12-4. and They're going to be legit. Then we go to the Carolina Panthers, man. Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton is always going to make plays. I love Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. He can catch. He can run. Carolina upgraded its receiving group with DJ Moore. I think in the future he's going to be sick. They got Torrey Smith, but they never really took care of the guard position vacated by Andrew Norwell, but... I mean, Carolina's defensive end is still one of the best in in football. The secondary is their weakness. Uh, What the heck are they going to get? I'm going to give the Panthers a 10-6 record. That's not good enough to make it in the NFC. But that's what they're going to get. So... I'll say 10 and 6, but that could turn into 11 and 5 if they played their cards right. Still, 11 and 5 ain't, ain't good enough, but that's okay. That's what we're going to give them. So, then, wow, I can't believe the last team I'm going to be talking about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's sad. Okay, well, that's where we're at right now, so that's what's going to happen. Tampa Bay desperately needed pass rush help. And they got it with Vita Vey, so I guess the world's not completely on fire. They got Jason Pierre-Paul, so they can rush the quarterback. But the offense has no Winston to start the year. And as I've just told you, this division is stacked. They could probably lose every single game they play in their division. Uh, what do you want me to say about them? They're probably going 3-13. and They're going to be really bad. Maybe they surprise me. I don't know. 5 and 11? I don't know. But I mean, I'm going 13 3. I don't think they surprise nothing. So that is the recap of the good old NFC. Let me just make sure I did everything right here. 
Yeah, I think I did. Although I have a little mistake here. What are the, uh, what do we got here? So the Rams are 13-3, and three, so I have them being kind of the best team in football right now. I got to swap out the Vikings. I went back and forth, guys, on the Vikings and the Packers, like, so much. It's, <laughs> it's so hard to know which one of those two teams is going to be better, man. Like, it's just hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers is what it is. So you've got the one seed being the Rams. You've got the two seed being the Packers at 12 and four. Third seeds, the Saints at 12 and four. Fourth seeds, the Eagles at 11 and five. Two wild card teams. First wild card team is the Vikings at 12 and four. Then you've got the Falcons sitting at the sixth seed at 12 and four. <clears throat> Meaning that uh, in the first round, what would we have here? We would have the Saints versus the Falcons in the NFC. And then we would have the Eagles versus the Vikings. Both of those matchups are tit. They're pretty awesome. And then in the uh, AFC, you would have the Jags versus the Bengals. That sucks as a matchup for the Bengals, but let's hope that doesn't happen. But that's what I think. And then the L.A. Chargers against the Texans. Boy, would I love them to play the Chargers. Um, all in all, that's how, I think, that's how I see things going. I am so... You know, it's funny when you go over everything and you look at it after. The Rams at 13-3. I have the Rams as the best team in football right now. On paper, that's certainly what it is. But as we all know, sometimes... A team could be fantastic on paper and not not match up, but so we've got NFC Rams, Packers, Saints, Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, AFC Patriots, Steelers, Jags, LA Chargers, Texans, Bengals. Real quick, just looking at it, I in the AFC, I'm, I think I want it to be the Bengals more than anything. But it's really hard for me to think it's not. I almost feel like the AFC championship game is going to be the Patriots versus the Jaguars. And I think the NFC championship game. God, that's rough. I want to give the Saints their due because last year, if Minnesota doesn't pull off a miracle, they're right there. But Aaron Rodgers being back, everybody's so stacked. I think the Falcons... I have the Falcons and the Bengals as the two number six seeds. And I also have them going pretty damn far. So I'm going a little bit with my heart here. But... I'm thinking it's going to be Falcons, Packers, AFC, uh, in the NFC championship game, and then Bengals. God, if it's Bengals, Patriots. It, Bengals, Patriots in the AFC <laughs> championship game. I would die. Uh, and then I think the Patriots, no matter what, I think the Patriots are going to go to the Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy, but it, it's just kind of how I feel. And uh, 
I see the Packers getting in there as well. So Packers, Patriots, Super Bowl. Be pretty cool. So that's it. I went over everything. Hit me up. Let me know if you think I'm the worst. If I don't know nothing, let me know if I'm not. This is all great. Everything, this this all worked out well. So that's the AFC. That's the NFC. That's football. Football's back. Get fired up about it, baby. I'm ready to go. I know you're ready to go. Thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk Podcast. Y'all the best. Have a good one. Go check out Liquor Stories. (laughs) Goodbye.